This is the Fantasy Road Show. Hey, what's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. You can call me Truck. I'm joined as always by Coles and Shane O'Mac. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at, at Coles underscore Sports, at S McCormick underscore FF. While you're at it, follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. We are live on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. We're there at Fantasy Roadshow. Go find us. Check out all the content, and uh, we appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Real One Proteins. Go to www.realoneproteins.com. On there, you can find all the uh, great proteins and supplements, multivitamins you need if you're looking to get back in the gym or just re-up your supplement game. They're the best in the business. Go check them out. Boys, how we doing? That was good. Yeah. You like it? <laughs> very nice. Very nice. That's good. Working on it. Working on it. Um, What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Um, it is what, like 60s, 70 in Austin. So hopefully the winter is behind us. Um, wow. Got below freezing one time. So doing a lot better uh, this winter than last five in Chicago. <laughs> did the whole city just freak out when it did no but like people were preparing because of the, the freeze a couple of years ago yeah um so people like were going to the stores and emptying the shelves kind of thing but mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't bad yeah shane uh I, I would be remiss not to mention you do sound a little different today you feeling okay yeah i'm uh i'm battling the maybe the the vid Oh. Jackson, Jackson Mac had it all week, and so I may be next to fall, but oh, it's, it's all right. It's it's my Jordan flu game right now. So. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, I hope you feel better, and uh, we'll try to get through this without uh, you uh, talking too much, but we appreciate all your input, as always. If this uh, is... Here- if this is going to be a flu game, then I, I might take your rankings word for word for my rankings next year. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But, yeah, we heard today talking uh, way too early 2024 wide receiver rankings. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. This is the one I was most excited about doing out of all the position groups. I feel like this is probably going to have the most discrepancies. Um, I would just guess. I haven't seen – either of yours rankings and i'm kind of curious so uh coles why don't you go ahead and pull them up uh when you have a wait moment? wait wait before we get there let's talk coaching carousel because oh that's right we got some updates yeah. didn't we quite a few big ones today canalis the panthers um and raheem morris the falcons uh yeah just quick thoughts like i really like canalis i think what he did with that box offense this year is pretty amazing with baker in there um, you know, we knew Baker's a gunslinger and they have some weapons on offense, but I don't think anyone, um, you know, expected them to be a playoff team. Never mind, you know, put up the numbers that Baker did put up. So he's a young offensive minded <laughs> coach. All the all, all the talk and hype is around Ben Johnson. But, um, you know, I love what Canales did there. So I'm sure he went to the interview process and wowed him and won himself a head coaching job. So I don't know. What are you guys thoughts with Canales? Uh, for me, Canellis, first time head coach, going to a tough spot to coach in with uh, uh, their owner uh, Tepper over there, or is that is that Tepper right, or is yep, he the Tepper? Bronco? Yep. Yeah, Tepper. Um, he <clears throat> has a very high turnover rate for coaches, so uh, you got a first time head coach, um, and uh, that's a tough spot to be in. But 
hopefully they got the right guy and uh, we see a turnaround from them. But I don't know too much about him. I got to do a little bit more deep diving, but just right off right off the bat, I, I'm well, worried for him with, uh, well, with the, Tepper being such the only, a hothead. The only, the only reason t- Tepper's turnover rate is so high is because he's only owned the team for a very brief period. He's just, well, what, I, what I'm speaking about, he also owns a soccer team and he's fired a lot of soccer coaches as well. His uh, he's shown over the last like five years, he's fired the most uh, coaches out of any owner in any league um, across all those teams. So he just yeah. he seems to have a short, uh, uh, you know, a short leash. For, he's just uh, an idiot. He's yeah. too involved. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's smarter than he is just because he made money. I don't know what he made money doing, but I'm sure very, was, very rich. Very, very. Sure rich. He was great. However, he made his money, but that doesn't translate to football. So, yeah. Shane, um, what do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting because now you can start, you know, putting pieces together and you got Mike Evans, a free agent. And does that one of his first things he does is try to convince the GM to make that one of the big free agent acquisitions there in Carolina. I'm, I mean, that would be a great idea. That'd be a and, great move. And by GM, you mean Te- David Tepper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, apparently, you know, I Bryce Young's still a good quarterback. Like, yeah, it didn't his rookie year didn't, you know, blow expectations like CJ Stroud did, but it's just he he is a good quarterback. Like he's going to have a good career. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, Canales probably thinks a young I don't know. I, I would never want to play for an owner like that or coach for an owner, work under an owner like that. But yeah, you know, I, I think he's a smart young coach and sees opportunity in working with a Bryce Nine. So We'll see. Um, and then Ricky Morris, like, I think he's an awesome coach also. Um, so, yeah, this one, this is the one that surprised me the most. I thought for sure Bill Belichick was going to Atlanta with how many times he interviewed over there with his, uh, you know, resume and everything. And instead they go with Raheem Morris, um, who was actually their interim head coach a couple of years ago. Do you guys remember that before? Um, uh, what's his name? That was just there. I can't think of his name right now. I'm just completely uh, erasing Smith. him. Arthur Smith. Yeah. Before Arthur Smith, uh, uh, Raheem Morris was their interim head coach. Yeah. I didn't know he was interim. I know he was a head coach for a, a brief period. I think, what, three years? Three or? years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know he's had a quick stint. I, I, I do like him, though. He's young. He's clearly has, you know, good, is a good def- defensive minded coach. Um, I'm sure he learned a lot from his last run as a head coach but i think that he you know has been a part of winning young competitive coaching trees uh he was over there with the redskins i all those head coaches for the redskins they're just all straight um mcveigh shanahan was it jay gruden that was there yep yeah uh jay gruden, uh matt lafleur um that whole that that matt, mike mcdaniel that whole coaching tree is just like hot so i I, yeah. I like i like him with the falcons and then we'll see what happens at oc that's going to be really like what we're talking here fantasy football that's going to be huge to see who lands there yeah definitely uh and then what about the biggest one john uh jim harbaugh to the chargers yeah that's right we uh harbaugh was what yesterday um yeah. 
that's huge. I, I think like we'll see what happens with Kellen Moore. Does he stay there? Does Harbaugh bring in all of his guys? That's interesting. Um, so like, could you imagine like a Kellen Moore, Justin Fields and Kellen Moore going to the Falcons or Kirk Cousins and, jo- and Kellen Moore going to the Falcons and just being able to be creative with that many weapons? That's going to be, you know, a huge um I think just huge for the fantasy outlook of what are the Falcons weapons able to do this next year. I have Drake London in my top 15 um, being hopeful that, you know, it's a good landing spot. So there's a teaser. That is is very hopeful. (laughs) Um, I don't even think he's in my top 36, to be honest. Oh, wow. That's a mistake. mistake. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll get into all that. We will. We will talk more about it. Um, so I think that's all the coaching changes as of right now, right? Yep, just two are, left. Yeah, who, what are the vacancies right now? Who, what are the uh, two teams? Uh, Commanders is left, and uh, we have uh, – oh, why am I blanking on the other one? Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks, thanks. Yeah. Yes. Seahawks. 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 Yeah, those are the two that are left, so we'll see what happens. we still got some more info. Um, but I think we'll do a final uh, – we'll do a, an episode, I'm sure, on uh, the final landing spots of all the coaches and the fantasy impact a little bit further in detail. Seahawks. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Now, uh, without further ado, let's get into these uh, wide receiver rankings. Coles, go ahead and pull that up when you have a minute. It's pulled. Um, yeah. At the end of the episode, let's talk uh, – Let's talk about the games this weekend, too. That was the only thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So uh, right off the bat, we're, we're taking a look at uh, the top, I'd say the top four, top five. Um, let's just talk about that real quick. Uh, Mike and I both have Jamar Chase at number one overall. Shane, you have uh, CeeDee Lamb, shocker, at number one overall. But we have met two, no big deal. Uh, you have Tyreek Hill the highest at two. I am at three. Mike at four, uh, and then Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, AJ Brown. What do you guys? What do you guys see in the top five? Who do you think we should uh, mention there? I think that's. I think those. I think you can probably say the top six um, is going to be pretty consistent in that bucket of players. So, you know, this is way too early, and there's so much information we don't have, and it's going to be, uh, you know, a huge difference um come next year but those six i think will remain pretty constant yeah we have uh the top four and both and all three of ours are all the same four players um and to me those four are kind of interchangeable i could see an argument for any one of those four being the number one overall and i would be totally fine with it outside of that i feel like there would be an argument on uh from my part as to why they should not be number one overall but yeah, I think those those first four are definitely in a tier of their own. What do you yeah, think? and I think and I think like maybe the, everyone's gonna have it, but I mean it's Chase over Jefferson, unlike last year, is definitely the correct call if you're debating those two. Yeah, and I and that obviously has to do with the quarterback, right? We got a Joe Burrow coming yep. back. Uh, he, he's going to be fully healthy by the time next season starts. And Jefferson, for me, that's why I put him at four, is because. Who's going to be the quarterback? We don't know. If Kirk is coming back, I'll probably move him up um, because Kirk and Jefferson have shown uh, to be an elite combo there. But if it's not, like that's that's just a big question mark. So I'm sure he'll move yeah. based on that decision. 
Yeah, I put, I put Jefferson at three just because I think that um, I, I think that Kirk will be there. Like, I just don't. What else are they going to do? Trade up and maybe draft someone? Yeah, but like, I they, don't know. They, they they're stuck in limbo. They were last season. I thought, you know, obviously yeah. they they before the injury they're playing better than I personally thought, but. Um, I, you know, I think they're in that just limbo. Can't win a championship, can't make the playoffs. Although now you have the Lions, you have the Bears, presumably. Um, the Packers are obviously, you know, that that division's becoming more and more competitive and they're kind of falling behind a little bit. So, yeah, you, if you're the Vikings, you either blow it all up or you run it back with Kirk. So, I think they're going to run it back with Kirk, try to yeah. keep Justin Jefferson happy. Um, and maybe add another, you know, Addison will be a stud next year and maybe try to add a Saquon, not that they're going to, but a Derrick Henry, someone to just try to pump some life into the offense and, you know, put them over the yeah, edge, which I don't know that they will, but anyway. Yeah, I think that definitely helps them, uh, and that would put them in the conversation for, um, you know, winners of the division potentially if they were to upgrade their or running back situation, bring back Kirk. Addison's great. Uh, Hawkinson's going to be great. So, yeah, that division's going to be up for grabs regardless of what happens this offseason. Yeah, there's nothing that won't make that that division up for uh, up for grabs. I just think they're all trending in the right direction, and neither none of the teams are like way better than the other. Obviously, you have the Lions playing this weekend in the NFC Championship, but they're you know, they got their ass kicked almost twice by the Bears. They got their ass kicked by the Packers. <laughs> They're not better than anyone in that division. So that's yeah. a very good point. Very good yeah. point. Um, all right. Well, how about after that? Um, Shane, you have Puka Nakua at six. He was someone I'd be really curious to see what was going on with everybody's rankings. Mike, you have Puka down at 12. I have him at seven, so very similar to Shane. So, Mike, I guess why don't you go ahead and tell us about Puka, why you have him outside the top 10. I don't necessarily think that's a bad ranking for Puka. Uh, I think you guys are like putting him probably close to his ceiling, um, which is fine. Like, you know, I have AJ Brown there who might not be on the Eagles. I just, again, I go strictly talent, as I've said in the past two, way too early. Like, DK Metcalf, I don't know who's going to be his quarterback, but I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think his just physical dominance that he's proved year after year is is real. So that's why I have those guys there. And then I have Rashi Rice because I think he's I've been saying it all year that I think he's going to continue to get better. His role is going to continue to grow. His trust with Mahomes is going to continue to grow, which it has. And that's just going to lead into an outstanding sophomore season. So, you know, DJ Moore, I think the Bears are going to get Caleb and I think DJ Moore is only going to have the best throwing quarterback that he's ever had and he's yeah. entering his prime. So like, I, you know, I, Brandon Ayuk on the best team in football, he's their wide receiver one. I, I just, you know, how I got, how I feel about Ayuk. So I like, I don't necessarily think where I have Puka is like low, you know, I, it's low to where you guys both have yours, but it's there's no guarantee that Puka is going to come out and be a wide receiver one next year. Um, you know, he had an incredible season and all signs are pointing to that, but like, we don't know what that offense is going to look like. Uh, Stafford's a year older. 
we assume it's going to be really good and Kyron and everything's going to work well for the Rams. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know that. Again, my ranking is too low for him, um, but it's going to look a lot different when we see how things shake out. So I don't know if that's even a good response, but. No, no, I see where you're saying. It, it's definitely not too low. Um, I think it is lower than consensus on where Puka would be at this point in time. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Maybe. I have no idea. Have you looked at other people's rankings? Because I honestly didn't, uh, and I don't know, like, what the consensus would be. Um, so, I, you know, I literally don't know. Uh, yeah. But, again, you know, Puka Nakua – you know, top six, seven, that's to me at his ceiling, especially talent wise um, at his ceiling. So, you know, I think I'd probably say mine is relatively average to like his skill set and where I have them just based on teams, wide receiver ones, you know? Yeah. It's still a top, top third of wide receiver ones. Not yeah. like, fantasy football wide receiver ones, but team wide receiver ones, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, someone you mentioned, DJ Moore, uh, calls me and you were, were right this year. Uh, early on in the offseason, we said he was going to have his career best in basically every st statistical category, yeah. and he did. That was one um, of my which was, predictions. Yeah, was that was great to see. Reception. Uh, but, Shane, you haven't done it 13. You have him outside the top 12. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, it's similar to like Cole's got with Nakua. It's just the guys in front of him. The only guy I could see maybe flipping him for, and this may happen as the year goes on, is um, Diggs. I was going to say Diggs. Diggs yeah. would probably be the guy that might slip down um, based off of just how he's finished now two years in a row. Um, I'm also thinking probably Chicago brings in – you know, a very high draft pick at number nine, a stud receiver, maybe neighbors or somebody like that, or a high profile. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I just think they're going to bring in a decent level number two wide receiver because they have not gotten consistent good production out of a number two receiver there. Yeah, Stop. you're absolutely right. Just don't say that. Um, I, I do agree with you. I think they do draft uh, one of these rookie wide receivers. This this class is stacked, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it would bode well for the organization. It's going to be Roma Duze, and it's going to piss me off, and he's going to be a bust. Uh, I don't think so. Because you don't think neighbors will slip to nine? I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. I, I really don't. I think neighbors will get snatched Sucks. up prior to nine. But um, again, you know. early speculation, and right. you know anything can happen as the draft. You know, <laughs> prospects start to show up to pro days, things like that. But like, neighbors is elite. So yeah, he's just he. I it's, saw it's like a thing Harrison like, neighbors and everyone else. So yeah, the, the stats last year between neighbors and Harrison like are almost the exact same. Yeah, Harrison's got the name. He's got right. like kind of the look too. And like, you know, LSU players right now, obviously the receivers are crazy good and the hype should be higher for him because of that. But because Marvin Harrison has that name, name and he yeah. looks, he's like, you know, he's the predator. He's just a beast. Like <laughs> yeah, he, 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 but neighbors is like, I was saying, better than Jefferson for sure 
and maybe at chase if not like right at chase level of lsu talent um better than odell better than jefferson like he's for me he's like probably number two at lsu that i've seen outside of chase which like chase also had burrow so that was just like the greatest one two that we've seen in the national championship and all the accolades along with it but neighbors like he is that good. He's a full tool wide receiver. He's runs incredible routes, is a possession receiver, but also has that home run hitting ability. Like he's going to be an absolute beast in the NFL. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sucks though, because <laughs> bears are going to end up like wanting to go wide receiver there and missing out on a neighbors and getting a Roma Dunze who like we think is good because of the year he had last year. But He's not neighbors. He's, I don't think he's top 10. Like, I think it's wide receivers are going to be very trendy and very hot. So they're going to grab him, but he's not going to be a top 10 pick. I just know that he's not, you know. Um, would he have gone in front of JSN and those guys? Like, probably not. So, no, you're, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like, yeah, I can see him being the Quentin Johnson of the draft and that's oh, be tough tough for a bears team <laughs> a bears team that cannot shut your mouth team. mike you know what i mean oh god all right well uh let's stick to this uh this 2024 20, ranking we'll, we'll talk more about the rookies and in a later episode uh can't wait for that but shane i'd like at- to, one more thing sorry yeah. i would like to draft like if i was a bears i would like to trade back and get keon coleman if his Ooh, like yeah. If yeah. his, if that was if that's gonna be their they want a, one of these first round receivers, I would much rather trade back, add assets, add Keon Coleman than stretch on Udunze. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally fine with that. I like Keon Coleman. Um they're very similar in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna be really good. So yeah. um all right, let's talk uh this this ranking we got here in front of us. We got uh Shane, you're the highest on Michael Pittman. You have him at ten, rounding out your top ten. I'm very similar. I got him at 11. Mike, you're down at 14. Shane, do you have anything about Michael Pittman? Because I found it uh, like I wanted to move him down. I wanted to keep putting him further down my rankings. Uh, but talk to me about Pittman. Yeah, I just love the – first of all, I think he comes back to the Colts. I don't think they're letting him go with Anthony Richardson. Um he is just a target monster hog. And if you're in PPR leagues, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, nine games, he saw double-digit targets. Um, I think he had 10 or 11 games where he had at least eight catches. So that alone is such a high, high, consistent floor. And then, like, he's bound to see some positive touchdown numbers this week, this year. Like, he only had four this past year. That's got to bump up. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of St. Brown last year. Going into the drafts, everybody talked about his lack of touchdowns. Because I think he had four the year before, and he and he made that jump to like nine this year. Like yeah. I could see that with Pittman. So if Pittman goes from four to nine, and his catch numbers and volume is about the same. Now you're looking at a top ten receiver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, had over 100 receptions this year, 109, 1100 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, finished as the wide receiver 25. And I, I think for me, why I kept wanting to put him down is just the small sample size we got with him and Richardson. 
he did the majority of his work with uh, Gardner Minshew throwing him the ball, who, um, you know, say what you want about him, but he's a gunslinger. And uh, Richardson, in that small sample size, I know he just didn't complete many passes. I think he had one game with like 11 completions. Um, so I'm curious to see how that plays out on a season-long basis. On, uh, but I do think Pittman's talent is there, and he is a target hog, and uh, he will have a large target share. So that's kind of why I have him in 11. But, Mike, you got anything on uh, Mike Pittman? Yeah, I moved him to 14, which I didn't mean to. I, I probably shouldn't have moved him as far up as I did. I had him at 23, and I think that was too low on him, so I bumped him up because I do like Pittman. Like, He's one of these guys who I think he's an incredible talent, just like Drake London. Um, you know, I have Drake London at 14 right now because of uh, the talent that I believe in. Um, so that's how I feel about Pittman. That being said, I'm not a believer in Anthony Richardson. So um, I could probably see myself pushing him down lower, kind of thinking, and I'm and I'm probably gonna be wrong to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I, this is gonna be one that moves next season because i can probably see myself fading the colts because i don't like richardson but they did sign jonathan taylor and i am gonna want to be high on taylor because of his talent also like i love yeah. all of these skill players on the colts i love uh downs i was high on yeah downs. josh downs he was one of my really guys well yeah he was one of my guys i go to go to the same dentist as alec pierce so you know, I can't really not like him, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like those um, Colts players. I just have that issue with Richardson. So will I get over that? Probably not. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about Pittman. I think his talent's incredible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Someone I have extremely way too low that I should probably bump up uh, now as we speak is uh, Rasheed Rice. I haven't done it 21. You guys have Rasheed Ooh. at nine and eight. Um, I could realistically right now bump him up uh, inside the top 15. Um, I don't know if I could put him inside my top 10. And uh, Shane, a lot of that is for the reasons why you have uh, DJ Moore a little bit lower. Uh, and I, I do think the Chiefs draft another receiver. Um, we've seen them do this year after year. They take a first-round wide receiver. They definitely need to with their uh, all their troubles they had this year with drops and stuff. So I could see that uh, room getting a little bit uh, muddier with another receiver, and they're probably going to grab uh, someone good. So oh, is Kelsey going to retire? I don't know. If he does, I'll probably bump Rasheed Rice even higher. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I, I'm worried about um, him having the same production he had at the end of the year going into next year. He was like top three at the end of the year. Um, you like he what was, in the last like six his last weeks. like four or five weeks? Yeah, he was wide receiver three. Yeah, yeah. End of the year is wide receiver 27, 79 catches, yeah. nine hundred yards, seven touchdowns. And I will think that's a win if they just draft somebody, as long as they don't bring in a T. Higgins or Mike Evans. I agree. I was going to say they draft somebody, that's a win for Rasheed Rice because whoever they draft is not going to make a huge dent yeah. for the first half of the season, at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're also mm -hmm. saying like an Xavier Worthy type, like so he's not even he's your, you know, Tank Dell 2.0. He's not, you know, Rishi's the outside guy movement of the slot at times um and then your zay flowers tank dell is worthy which like 
may take some targets away. But no, I mean the 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 chemistry that Rasheed Rice has built with Mahomes over the course of this year and what we're about to see on Sunday, like if they go to a Super Bowl, like it's only getting uh, every snap that they play together and play that Rasheed Rice makes, he's becoming that guy for Mahomes. So, you know, like Shane's saying, unless they bring in a Mike Evans who like is just going to be a target hog for him because it's Mike Evans, uh, Rasheed Rice is going to have an outstanding role. Um, He's just, he looks so good catching the ball too. Like yeah, he, he does. His, his yak is just, he's so smooth with the ball that like he's going to be, if they bring in someone like that, Shane, like a Mike Evans, yeah, I could probably move him outside of my top 10, but maybe not outside of my top 15. And they uh, could have, yeah. you know, two guys in the top 15, yeah. top 20 heading into next year with Pat Mahomes throwing the ball and, you know, Kelsey maybe having a much, much lo- more limited role. Um, but again, draft's going to matter because I think Truck's right. I don't know that they sign Evans knowing that he wants to get paid. Uh, I do think it's a possibility that they bring in one of these rookies uh, and continue to grow like a young core around Mahomes. So yeah. it'll yeah. be exciting. I'm, I'm so fucking excited for the NFL draft this year. Well, and there's also there, there's a really strong track record of rookie wide receivers who have gone over 900 yards in year one, and then that leap in year two. I mean, it's yeah. almost like a 90% hit rate. Yeah, and it's the most like logical explanation is catching the ball from a quarterback, right? Like that built that built up chemistry means so much. Like knowing that they're going to be there without ha- like that the, when you start making those types of plays, you, that's why your numbers astronomically grow is because you're able to be that Cooper Cup type receiver that he just knows you're going to be in that space when it develops. So the quarterback can just throw the ball there already trusting that you're going to be there like that takes time right that type of chemistry so um that's the explanation for that year two jump um a full off season and a full year of chemistry built up uh yeah it makes things just kind of take off like a rocket ship for sure yeah, yeah. totally off yeah. topic um something that i looked up while shane was talking earlier and we were talking about keon coleman it was only two years ago that he was on michigan state and he was the top receiver next to Jaden Reed. Um, so that's, you know, I liked his talent got better. He just looked better um, at Florida State. But it was only two years ago that he was, you know, the, the guy on a Jaden Reed, Reed also filled offense. So um, I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, there was a name, uh, Coles. I was looking on your list. I didn't see him. Keenan Allen. Do you have him? How far down do you have Keenan Allen? Twenty-three. Okay. Um, let's see. I have him at sixteen. Shane is at sixteen as well. Um, so you know the Chargers getting Harbaugh. Keenan Allen is the wide receiver one there. Uh, what's going on with your ranking? I just never really care about Keenan Allen. He's like 35 years old, and I don't. I'm just not. I'm not going to have anything to comment on 
the Chargers. <laughs> I'll probably have Herbert in my top five, and I'll want to have uh, Chargers on my team. I just don't think the Chargers are going to look anything that they look like today, so I have no comment. I almost left them off my rankings like I did Devontae Adams. I am going to leave them off my rankings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Devontae Adams. That was another name I was looking for. Um, you talk about talent when building oh, the, these rankings. You, and you got him at 10? Um, I have Devontae Adams at 10. If you Whoa. saw what he, what he – okay, so Devontae Adams put up 103 receptions, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns with Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. Who's going to be their quarterback next year? I, I don't know, but I, I think it's going to be better than Aiden O'Connell. And Devontae Adams is still, without a doubt, one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL, regardless of his age. I think he's that good, and I think they improved the quarterback situation in uh, at the Raiders, and uh, Devontae is going to have a better year than he had this year. He ended up as wide receiver 14. Uh, like I said, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. It's Devonte Adams. Like I, he's he's still really really good. Yeah, I think for me, but yeah, the quarterback, and then what he's he's on the wrong side of thirty for wide receivers in fantasy. There's not a lot of them that bounce back, but uh, I don't know. It's. Yeah, if it is I, Aiden O'Connell. Oof, I, I don't know if he if, could go two okay, years around. If, if it is Aiden O'Connell, in fact, and they don't do anything to improve that situation, I will be moving him down. But I am set on the fact that they will get another quarterback in there. Aiden O'Connell will not be the guy for next season. Wow. Yeah, I'm just not going to put him on my rankings because I don't know who's quarterback. And, yeah, I think he's like – I have him in my brain right now as DeAndre Hopkins of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, okay. that's a that's not a bad analogy call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And that's coming uh, from a guy who's having his flu game. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, um, Shane. Where do you have Drake London at twenty three? I thought I was high on putting him there because I'm the same way. Like I, I honestly think that. He is a really good receiver. I really do. Yeah, yeah like he's a, he's a, he's a, he's top tier talent. Yeah, I do think that. Um, and so, like, he'll be one that will. <clears throat> let's just play hypothetical. If Kirk Cousins goes there, Drake London is going to leapfrog a bunch of guys. Oh, dude, can you oh. imagine? What oh my god, I, I, he'll be my most draft drafted player next yeah. year. Like he if will, Kirk Cousins goes there. If he goes, yeah. he'll come up where Chris Olave is probably in my rankings. If that were to happen, yeah. I mean, even like a Jaden Daniels, if he goes to the Falcons, I could see myself putting him in my top ten. Um, someone that can throw the football uh, and a offensive coordinator that gets the skill position players the ball, then you're going to see a lot of Falcons on my fantasy teams next year. Yeah. As yeah, long as the sense. hype doesn't get too big. I mean, it's all about value, right? You have to look at it like that. So, yeah, find um, the best value pockets. Um, well, yeah. Shane. I mean, and then you have to have your idea of like what, how high do you think, what, what is this guy stealing? So, you know, you could be high on someone and draft them uh, as a wide receiver one. Um, but, you know, you don't want to get crazy, which we've seen with some of these teams that have insane hype heading into the season. Yeah. 
Um, Shane, I was going to mention, uh, you have Chris Alave, someone you just talked about at 14. Uh, I have him down at 20. Mike is at 22. Uh, we have kind of a similar outlook on him. Why do you have him inside your top 15? Uh, you know, Chris Alave finished as wide receiver 24, 87 catches, 1100 yards and five touchdowns on the season. So he's the same way. He's similar to Drake London. Like I think talent wise, he's one of the better receivers out there. He is just limited with Derek Carr back there. And maybe Derek Carr is going to be back again because they brought I, yeah. back Dennis Allen. I, that's, why I, that's why I have him ranked so low is because I think Carr is back and we're going to same. see a very similar season that we if saw. They this run year. it back with yeah. the same group. Then yeah, I'll lower him um, because his, his red zone targets are limited. Um, his touchdowns are limited. Um, I think talent wise, he's, you know, he's a top 15 talent, but yeah, he'll, he'll drop down. Like I said, he could swap places with Drake London real quick this off season. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I, yeah. I think uh, that's the same. I mean, I just think that the Saints are going to be a dead team with Carr um, and an old Alvin Kamara. And anyways, um, I think someone we're talking about Stefan Diggs. Like, oh God, this is a this is a hot topic since uh, the, after the Bills lost uh, to the, the Chiefs in that uh, divisional round. And- which like that's just because of that. Right. But it should yeah. have been a hot topic for weeks before that he just hasn't been good since very early in the season. Yeah, he was really good in early in the season and that helped him get to uh, finish as wide receiver 12 on the year, 107 receptions, 1100 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, still, still top of the league in uh, targets. Uh, I think he was top six had 160 targets. So it, it's not like he wasn't getting, the the work that he normally gets and i don't do you guys have any explanation as to why he absolutely fell off a cliff he's a huge bit <laughs> i think it's a lot to do with character yeah he's yeah, i mean yeah, that's what a lot of people say he's a cancer to whatever team he's on i have a i have a real yeah. good buddy of mine is a vikings you fan you just and he can't be years. that way you just can't be that way and then drop that ball that you dropped in that game yeah like you know when you play against pat mahomes you need to make big home run that was an incredible throw by allen like i don't think enough people gave josh allen credit for you know you hear all the bad and the turnovers and the bullshit like that but like he played incredible um down the stretch and that throw was you know one of the best throws we've seen all year Uh, put it right on his hands and he dropped that ball like you can't be a little you can't be a little bitch thinking you're the best and then come up like this like he's so frustrating i i have him at 16 and i don't know where he's gonna end up um i don't know what's going on there with the bills but i just don't think he's the same receiver as he was um once you see that talent decline a little bit he is just you know like you said all that attitude and stuff that comes with it uh it's harder guys, harder to swallow that you know do you guys think the bills run it back with the same core they have right now it looks like yeah. it i mean yeah. i think i think joe brady's right. the, the oc again i think he's yeah. coming back as oc i think they liked what they got out of that team with the last seven games 
Yeah, with so a, with, with a healthy defense, they 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 probably win the Super Bowl. Or they're in the Super Bowl. Like yes, absolutely. With Mike they, Milano and yeah, yeah. yeah. Trey, no, I, Trey, I, Trey White. Yes. Um, you could probably try to figure out a way to get rid of Von Miller in that contract. Um, he ended up being a total bust. I mean, injury, of course, is what yeah. derailed him. But like, their defense is solid when healthy. Um, so, you know, I think next year Milano's healthy, who's an outstanding linebacker, and then you also have Bernard, who stepped up massive. Um, that defense could be, you know, even stronger. And if they had a a better defense, they win that game for sure. Well, so my point in bringing that up is, Coles, I know you like to talk about finding people that, that burned you that could possibly be of value. So say the situation stays the same with the pass catchers. They don't add anybody or change anything. Could Stefan Diggs actually be a, a value at the next year's draft based on where people are going to draft him because he absolutely burned everybody at the end of the year? I just don't know if he's that good anymore is what it is. Like – he's not performing at a high level. So yeah. like in order for him to be one of those guys, he has to perform at that elite level again, because he's still going to be drafted in the top 15. And if he's not a top five guy, he's just not worth drafting. Like you're probably going to swing and a miss. I would think. Um, you know, I'm surprised he finished so high at 12. Like he's he never the only injured. One- yeah, he's well, not injured, and he had a never got the first half of the year was pretty good, right? He's had it's yeah. two years in a row where it's the second half dip, but his first half was pretty elite. Um, yeah, yeah, he's the only wide receiver in the top 16 to have fewer than 10 fantasy points per game. So, like, I, like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I don't understand how he still finished inside the top 12. Like, was his first didn't half of hurt, the season bro. that good? Just didn't get hurt. He only had two games with he had two games with ten plus receptions. Like in today's NFL, that's not that good. No. CD what CD probably had fucking more games than not with two with double digits. He had one, two, three, four, five, six games, you know. Um so I don't know. I I just don't think the talent is at the level that it was. So who do the Bills bring in to offset that? Probably someone, unless they think Shakir is going to have that big of a step up next year. Kincaid's obviously going to be huge, but you need that like big-time receiver, that number one receiver, and I don't think it's Diggs anymore. So who are they going to bring in, you know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about these next three in a, in a little group here because they're all very similar. Um, that's uh, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, and uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, Shane, you have Waddle or you have Smith, Higgins, Waddle back to back to back in your 19, 20, and 21. Um, let's see. I have uh, I have Waddle, Smith, and do I have Higgins back to back to back? Scroll we all do. For me, like, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Oh, okay. No, I have Cup in, in front of Higgins, but. Um, yeah, so what do you guys have to talk about these three? I know these three were drafted very, very high uh, in this year's draft, and that seemed to be a mistake. So uh, what does that look like going into next year? So Waddle, for me, could be a little bit of personal bias. I had him in a lot, a lot of leagues this year. 
Like he was somebody I heavily targeted at the early third round turn of drafts. Yeah. And I watched him in just game after game. It would be these little nagging injuries he would leave with. He's in and out. He's in and out. So this could be one of those for sure guys that people discount because of disappointment. And he has a nice bounce back year because he didn't get a lot of those red zone and touchdowns um, this year that, you know, he probably should have. I think there, there could be a coming down for Tyreek and a coming up for Waddle. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I was going to completely agree with you that we were just talking about guys who burned that come back and there's value. Like the, he's probably the perfect example for me. Yeah. Um, he ended up as wide that. receiver 31, 70 receptions over a thousand yards still. And yeah, four I, touchdowns. I, I'll definitely, he's going to be heavily owned for me next year. He's going to have double digit touchdowns. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, the talent's there. The offense is really good, and uh, you know, another Alabama Tyree, receiver Tyree that I, getting older. Another Alabama receiver that I know I'm going to have a ton of is uh, John Mechie. Oh, oh, drafting a lot of Mechie, huh? Yeah, yeah. You did talk about him quite a bit when we, uh, later on in the draft season when we were doing underdog. Yeah, and I liked what I saw from him the last couple games. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Amari Cooper. I mean, how can you not? No, I'm just kidding. I want to see your Shane's reaction. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, that's a great segue. Let's talk about Amari well, Cooper. Well, let, let's talk about, it's worth talking about Higgins and Devontae. We, we just covered Waddle, but like, okay, yeah, no, good. Let's finish point. that conversation first. Um, T Higgins, like, where does he end up? I think that's a huge, yeah. huge, huge conversation. And is it, Cincinnati, I think not. What do you guys think? I don't think I so would, either. I would put my money on no. He does yeah. not come back to Cincinnati. I could see him going to the Panthers. You talked about like Evans, Canales bringing in Evans. Like the Panthers would be somewhere that makes a lot of sense to me. His ranking is going to matter on where he ends up um, and how much of a believer you are in him as a wide receiver one. Um, cause he's going to have to step into that role next year. So is he that guy? Yes or no. Um, if your answer is yes, then he should probably be someone that you look at targeting very, very heavily. Uh, if you do not, then fade him. He's going to be a, he's going to be someone that you should either be all over or completely off. And I, I will be completely off if he goes to the Panthers. I just don't have faith in him. But what about if it's somewhere like, I don't want to say the Chiefs because obviously it's a whole different story, but like yeah, that is somewhere where he story. has to be, he is the number one guy. Um, what about if he takes over Mike Evans? Role Mike Evans, Tampa Bay. exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So Tampa Bay, okay. he's the wide all receiver right. one there. Like, do you are you on or off? Because all I'm trying to say is like he's a guy that situation's going to matter, but he's going to be brought in as a wide receiver one he thinks that's the type of person he is and that's the type of contract he wants so that's what someone's going to bring him in to fill that role yeah if you believe in his talent then and you like the situation then he should be someone that is going to be drafted in this you know 15 12 to 20 range let's just say it as a huge huge pocket 
that has the ability to just be in the top five. So, you know, that's this, that's what, that's what you're going to be looking at with T Higgins. Um, if you're a believer in his talent, if you're not as a number one, huge target on your back type receiver, uh, then fade him because, you know, he's going to be drafted in that, in an area where it's, his outcome is going to be very big. Yeah, it's uh, his his his. He has a wide range of outcomes. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um. All right. Um. Let's talk about Amari Cooper then. Um. <laughs> Mike, you have Amari Cooper. Where are you at? Twenty one. I have him at eighteen. I'm higher than you. And I will Shane... say, Truck, you're doing a really good job of my brain saying something and then just like putting it in normal human being talking terms <laughs> so thank uh, you. yeah I, I take that as a compliment buddy thank yeah, you yeah you're um, getting really good at that so it does the podcast wonders when that happens because okay. all right I, wonderful you know. um shane you have him all the way down at 27 um we know that you hate amari cooper from this entire season all those red light green light episodes um you know the home road split You've talked in length about it, but um, why do you have him down at 27? Is it just because um, yeah. you don't believe in Deshaun Watson? Um, what's going on with Amari? Before before we go there, let's we're gonna have a therapy session, just like Truck had with DeAndre <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Shade, just kick your feet back, get a pillow, rest your head. What is it with Amari Cooper? He scarred me so many times on the road. Um, I counted. I thought I could count on this guy in my life, and then he wasn't there for me, and that that left me empty feeling inside. And so it's I haven't recovered yes. from that. This is really good. Thank you for sharing your feelings. Um, what about being a cowboy? Uh, what is the the Homer cowboy? feelings we need to get we need to dig a little deeper what is it that he was your guy he's no longer there is there any uh you know i, I just have this vivid memory of like him standing on the sideline at philadelphia on a road game not coming back into the game just standing there with his hands on his hip not hurt at all um but just standing there Okay, so. so that was your source of trauma. Okay, yeah, that's great. I, I, you know, I it's great. It makes. I just, I just had an idea. We should do a, a segment, um, uh, very similar to this, but fantasy anonymous, uh, where you get you come up to the circles. Of, hey, my name's Ryan, uh, and uh, I drafted Miles Sanders this year, and uh, so and then you just talk about how fantasy yeah, players confessions. completely, yeah, fantasy, fantasy confessions. confessions. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Fantasy confessions. Fantasy confessions. Let, and let's get make, some music, some nice, like, yeah, yeah, list soft music for that. Yeah. Yes. I think we're onto something there. That's right. funny. Um, make note of fantasy confessions. That That's, is going to yeah. be a quality. That one's going straight on the Tim Talk. Tim Talk. Timmy Tommy Talk. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I just think Amari Cooper is such a good receiver, uh, extremely talented. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. And uh, we saw that on display quite a bit this season. So uh, I'm still believing in his talent. And I think uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, able to get him the ball enough to make him a top 20 wide receiver at, at the very least. So Truck, that's kind of I, I love that you just came up with that segment because I am going to force those, force you to do those. Like, <laughs> um, like uh, he, he texts me in a panic. He's like, I did it. 
I drafted Damian Pierce. I, I hate him. I've been talking bad about him all year. And I came up in my draft and he was sitting there on the board and I just it I was like two rounds. It, it was like two rounds after his ADP, and I'm like <laughs> draft. He was on my do not draft list and I did it. Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. sent straight to the Varstool Confessions. Yeah, that's funny. Or the the fantasy confessions. The fantasy yeah. convention or convention confessions. A, Barstool did a Barstool Conventions at one point. That's what it reminded me of. Okay. So um all right. So uh what do we got next? Uh do you guys see anything uh of noteworthy? I'm trying to look around, I'm scanning. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, um, that was a name literally I just scanned. I have I, I'm I, I don't know why I'm high on him. I don't know that I was even... just gonna say, Mike, I am shocked. You have him at twenty four. Yeah, I'm at thirty one, Shane at thirty three. I mean, Terry Terry McLaurin, if you're talking about just talented wide receivers, he is definitely top 20 talent. Wait, 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 wait. Can you try, can you say his name right, though? Ter, Terry McLaurin? There you go. Ter, Thank Terry you. McLaurin. Thank you. Terry McLaurin is top 20 <laughs> talent for me. He's, he is really, really good. The, and you saw it, too. Once Jacoby Brissett came in uh, for, the, for uh, Sam Howell, uh, what Terry McLaurin just went on an absolute rampage with Brissett, and that's with Jacoby Brissett. So, like, there's going to be a quarterback switch in Commanders. Uh, I don't think it's Howell or Brissett. They're going to get someone competent, whether it's a rookie um, or whoever, whoever the case may be. I feel like it's an upgrade. And and Terry McLaurin's just that good of a wide receiver where you know he still had over a thousand yards this year. Like he just figures out a way to get over a thousand yards, even when he's pretty quiet. Ended up as wide receiver thirty three. Uh, only four touchdowns, so that I think his numbers vastly improve next year, uh, and I, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm I I should be higher on him apparently because I have him yeah. down at 31. Yeah, I don't know why I have him there. I just I think he's a good player, but I don't really honestly for some reason I don't think he's going to be on the Commanders. I don't really know what to think with that team. So I, you know he's probably not going to be that high. If he ends up on the commanders next year, I, I don't know. I mean, like if they draft Drake may I'm probably out on commanders next year. If they draft Jaden Daniels uh, is coach B going to even be there. Um, I can't see him being there. Can you guys, if Ben Johnson comes there? Yeah, I don't see it either. I don't, so. I, don't I don't think so, but who knows? Like will coach B go to the Falcons? <laughs> Give him Jaden Daniels and all those weapons with Raheem Morris. I'd love it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him on the commanders if Ben Johnson, which Ben Johnson is going there, right? That's yeah, that's pretty much been said. Yeah, pretty much been said. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be there, right? I don't think so. Could it be? Yeah. Could it be the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Andy Reid retires. Uh, I think Coach B. Wow, slides right back in. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I just I can't see Reed retiring right now. I just I don't know. There's a lot of talks that he is, so who knows? Have you heard the rumors about uh Travis Kelsey retiring alongside his brother this year? And that Jason's yeah. just waiting to announce it with Travis after yeah. the, after they lose. I could see that. I could see that. Just the fucking drama boys. Um <laughs> The way he, yeah, the way he was talking, you know, weeks ago about injuries and hurting more. I mean, it's he sounded like a guy who's thinking that. 
like yeah yeah I, I don't know i mean what happens i i feel like kelsey's could continue to play you know um so i mean he's living this whole celebrity lifestyle now which could change his priorities a little bit but like in order to stay in the true limelight he needs to be on the football field like yeah he can like be behind a desk it's not the same dude you know what i mean no like, yeah yeah not the same. so yeah. you now he's gonna be in super bowls or playing in nfc six seasons of mahomes being a starting quarterback in six afc championships like if he knows he's gonna slide in and be in, in the afc championship again next year which you know if the, if the team continues to get better there's no reason they're not in that conversation so like he's gonna Would play you you know, would you say his chances of retiring increase if they win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, but I think yeah. that's with anyone, you know, anyone look at Brady. Like we all thought he would have gone out on top. He came back, you know. Yeah. I don't know that I think that's more just like fairy tale that we talk about in the media as opposed to like how much it plays into their decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I really struggled from after Zay Flowers and my rankings that 29 to 36. Like, I really struggled with those. Yeah, uh, I kind of just throwing people in there to definitely, be definitely, uh, definitely a tear break right yeah, there. Definitely I think a tear so. break. Um, I do well, have uh, Jordan Addison in there. I really liked what I saw from him. <laughs> he had a he was like top six in touchdown score this year, obviously. with um justin jefferson not playing that that's a huge factor of it but for me so my my issue with you saying that is you direct you said you didn't have jefferson high or than four because of the quarterback situation correct but then now that you like addison so much that it doesn't matter about the quarterback situation no i i just like what i saw from addison this year as a rookie wide receiver and uh, like Shane said, those rookie wide receivers, once they hit that certain threshold, they literally catapult into the second year. And I do think Jordan Addison does improve off of this year that he had. And uh, I, I think regardless of the quarterback situation, situation, Addison's going to be a top 36 wide receiver, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. These guys, towards the end, I just was throwing, like, people in there. I mean, Calvin Ridley, who knows where he's going to be. Hollywood Brown could be a wide receiver, too. The third option on the Cardinals with McBride and, and him, uh, Harrison Jr. Well, he's uh, a free agent, too. Marquise yes, Brown. Yeah, yeah, I think they would bring him back. I, I think he's, from my understanding, he's happy there, and – does Hollywood Brown want to be a wide receiver one? <laughs> I, you know, I he never really seemed like that to me. Like yeah. he just seemed like one of those players that is just a great wide receiver too. Loves reliable, to there, having fun, catching balls. Like you know, the guy you want. He's probably a good locker room guy. Like I could yeah, see yeah. him being like not taking wide. He's not going to go hounding wide receiver one money. And yeah, that's just the vibe I get from him as well. So. What I struggled with, I'd get your guys' thoughts. I really struggled with the two Packers guys because I think Christian Watson is a great receiver. I think he had really bad injury luck. But I really also love the way they use Jaden Reed, like in a variety of ways. 
Yeah, yeah that that was that was <clears throat> tough for me too. Um, I put Jaden at thirty. Uh, we're all very similar there, Mike. You have him a little bit higher at twenty five, but um, I I do think Jaden Reed showed enough that he is going to be the wide receiver that you want to target next year in the draft. Um, it, with his rushing upside, is just a big playability, and um, I just liked what I saw from him. But Christian Watson is so talented that you could easily he could easily be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year when we're talking at this time next year. So I, I just like Jaden Reed. I'll probably be going with him. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I think I like him more than the other two. Yeah, I don't know if I have a really good take on this one. I love Jaden Reed. I think he's going to be, you know, like that Tank Dell role where they just want to get him the ball any way they can. Uh, so they'll be really creative in that, and his touches will be outstanding. And then Watson, like, uh, I, I I won't be drafting him at all um, because he's, to me, he's boom bust, and he's very injury dependent, and I he's one of those guys that, like, gets so injured that I can't trust him. Like, I, I, I'm not one of those people that, like, a fluke injury doesn't scare me away. Even like McCaffrey, like I was never super turned off from McCaffrey, even though he was arguably injury, you know, very injury prone. But um, to me, that was more usage. But like Christian Watson pulling a hammy is going to be something that I always think about if I were to have him on the team. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then Dobbs stops it, steps in and he had a great game in the playoff, but two great games in the playoffs. So like, yeah, Christian Watson. Plus they got Wicks and Wicks. Yeah, Dontavian Wicks looks good. Yeah, always really liked. He's yeah. just like there's a lot of young weapons there that if he can't stay on the field, they're just gonna kind of like move on almost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. And then like Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Um. Those are two that could be so much higher. Like does Russell Wilson go to the Steelers or is it Kirk cousins? Like they're going to bring in someone new and someone that's good because they know they have a championship window with that defense right now. Like they do. They, the defense yeah. with TJ Watt playing at that level, that's a championship defense. Right. Um, and then, yeah. you know, say what you want about Najee, but him and him and Jalen Warren as a one, two combo is one of the better, backfields and then you have these talented wide receivers that you just can't get the ball so like that is a quarterback away from being a top team in the afc i, I you know it's crazy to say but like that's how good tj watt high smith you know cam hayward playing would he's one of those guys that like will play at a championship level if they're you know circling that type of season um so Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, Joey Porter, if he improves in a second year, that, that's a defense that if you, you know, they know Tomlin's a good enough coach that he's like, I feel this team can do something special. Let's go get a really good quarterback. So those are two guys that I have, at, you know, towards the end of my top 20, 36, but they could be moved up pretty significantly. Yeah. Um, someone we should talk about is uh, Tank Dell. Uh, you guys have Tank Dell at 28, Mike. You have him in there. Um, Shane, I'm at 26. I'm up at eight and 19, uh, 18, 19 range. <laughs> I thought you were just about to say eight. I was like, no. I, you no, do no, love no, no, Tank. No, no, no. You do I love, love Tank Dell, but not that much. Uh, yeah. I just, I man, from what we saw from him this year and the Texans as a whole, 
Uh, I think once Tank Dell comes back next year, it, he's just going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, 17 receptions over 20 yards or more. Um, he had 700 yards, only played 11 games. He was on pace for over 1,000 <laughs> yards and over 10 touchdowns. Um, and I just think he looked like uh, a really, really good rookie wide receiver, and he takes that step up next year uh, with the second-year players. So that's why I, I probably have him a little too high. I should probably drop him down to right around the 22-23 range. But I really, really like Tank Dell, and I'm probably going to have him on a lot of teams next year. Yeah, I like him. He's just small, 165 pounds. Yes, he is. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, uh, I'm not the uh, doctor here, but like a broken tibula is not as worrisome as like an ACL tear or a, anything like, or a Achilles. So I think, <clears throat> I don't think you have to worry too much about that when he's coming back, you know, this no, offseason. It's durability. It's just being that small. <laughs> he's going to have to really pick his, pick his spots with where he's going to get hit. <laughs> Well, and let's yeah. not maybe use him on a goal line blocking scheme play. <laughs> let's not yeah. do that. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that was a terrible idea. Um, all right. How about this? Is Slowick going to get one of those jobs, one of those last two jobs? I don't think so. I, I think, think he's so. coming back, which is so. great news. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, one guy I want, you, I want to hear from you guys because I kept him outside my top 36, but I was very, very close to putting him somewhere at the very bottom. But Jackson Smith and Jigba. Played all 17 games this year, was the wide receiver 51, ended up with 600 yards, uh, 63 receptions, and four touchdowns. Uh, why do you guys have him at 31 inside your top 36? Is it just pure talent? But yeah, like just, yeah, putting his, his name's too good not to have on the list. And um, that team is going to also have another quarterback. So a uh, new head coach. Um, so all of that's going to matter on where he shakes out. D, but, uh, DK yeah. and Ty, DK and Tyler Lockett are both still under contract there, right? They're not going anywhere. They are, and I think two things. Like it was kind of an oddity that how much Lockett and DK stayed healthy all year, and I have a feeling that they may look to shake some cap room with Lockett yeah, and hundred percent make a cut with a thirty-two-year-old receiver with a new head coach coming in. Hundred percent. I completely agree. So yeah, I hundred. I completely agree with that. So that's why you don't see Lockett. Why you do see JSN? Um, you know, obviously, I had DK at number eight, thinking that they're gonna have they're gonna have they're gonna have a new um, quarterback in there. So you know, if he's getting drafted outside the top ten, I'm gonna be all over DK. Um, I think he's physically there's not many guys that can catch a slant and take it to the house that we saw him do multiple times this year um there's just not uh the way that defenses and how good they are um it's really really hard to do that and he's one of the physical specimens that is talented enough to do that so if you get a good pass um good pass thrower in there it's gonna unlock metcalf um you know, he's one of those guys kind of like A.J. Brown to where he, his attitude is when things aren't going well, you see it. On, uh, so, you know. Yeah. That's Shane, really where do you have DK? But, uh, he's, I think he's in my top 20, I 
think. Uh, I don't see him. 24. Oh, he's at 24. 24. Yeah, so I'm at 22, 24. so that's why I was curious. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd probably move him up depending on their quarterback situation. Um, you, you're absolutely right. He has the talent to be able to house a, a slant, and he's one of the biggest physical freaks in the NFL. So uh, yeah, in the I right mean, situation, I, I could definitely move him up easily, but I don't, I don't know if I'd put him inside the top 10. What would make me nervous is the mock draft I saw this week, which had Seattle taking JJ McCarthy. And if that whoever comes in as their head coach wants to have McCarthy starting from day one, that's probably the only See, thing thought, that make me I, nervous. I thought I they would, were targeting uh Penix. He's might not be even be drafted. Oh, really? There's a good chance that he goes undrafted. Michael Penix. Yeah. Okay. That that's where his fall. That's where his fall has has come to. Um, he is older than Justin Fields. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is definitely older than Justin Fields. And uh, I, I get, I, yeah, I, I get the criticism. I just, um, I saw the the mock drafts. I saw. Um, I was trying to look at maybe maybe like a month ago, maybe not even a month ago, but um, yeah, it had Penix yeah. all over the place with Seattle. Yeah, his that his a month ago is not today. I'll say that he. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Mock draft. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Like, there's a chance that he. Yeah, scouts think Michael Penix Jr. could shockingly go undrafted. Wow. Um. So, will he? Probably not. Someone will take like a late round stab at him, but people aren't. He's not going to be drafted in the first two days. <laughs> Um, and I think we're going to see that after the combine. He's a 25-year-old quarterback that like was in a pass-happy offense in the Pac-12, and then we saw him in a, you know, against a real defense in in Michigan, and just look fucking horrible. Well, yeah, yeah he had great receivers too. He's oh, a yeah. shitty version of Tua, like a shitty version of Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you get to him at all and fluster him, it's the ball's nowhere near. You know, he looked incredible against Texas, and then he looked horrible against Michigan. And in the NFL, with how fast the game is, I think that's going to be the huge knock on him is, like, he's just not going to translate at all because the game's so much faster. And whenever it sped up in college, he d- couldn't throw or deliver. So, um, you know, I think he's has no career in the NFL. Yeah. Um if he was good, that would be awesome because his arm's crazy. Um, he does have a powerful arm, but I, I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, his mentality and his, he just doesn't translate to the NFL from how he quickly he sees everything develop. Um, yeah, and how fast he gets flustered. Yeah, so, I mean, like, J.J. McCarthy to the Seattle, Shane's right. That would put me, you know, DK would be outside of my top 25. <laughs> Um, he would be on my do not draft list. Um, so I literally put DK that high because I can make an argument that he is more talented than every receiver that I have behind him, uh, from a pure talent standpoint. Yeah. Like physically he's better. I can agree with period or all of them. So that's the only reason I put him there. Not that I think his situation is going to be great. I mean, I was hoping Sloak or someone like that would would end up going to this Seattle because I think that's a fun division and and they have a lot of very good 
pieces that could be huge fantasy pieces in JSN, in DK, in, you know, uh, we didn't, you know, Charbonneau wasn't what everyone thought he was going to be, but Ken Walker, you know, they, they have pieces that if you get a fun offense, they could be really fun team to have in fantasy. It's just, you know, Geno Smith and Horsecock lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that about does it here for the fantasy road show um yeah those were the uh 2024 early rankings for wide receivers we this w- list will uh be um constantly updated throughout the off season as we get more information on landing spots for quarterbacks uh and the draft that's coming up soon uh we got about what uh 12 weeks to the nfl draft we, i'm start counting down man i cannot wait this draft uh, is going to be so much fun yeah, the the um, I'm excited to talk wide receivers. Uh, to be honest, like I'm, I don't get too excited about talking rookies, um, just because like there's so many different factors to wh- whether they translate to the NFL or not. But yeah, like, it's a total, wide receiver crapshoot. Wide receivers, the like for example, running backs this year. I'm not going to hey, be doing any talent evaluation. Like there is, uh, there's a lot of good ones I like. I'm just going to say that. I don't think so. Mm. I think there's a lot of. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to talk about them. There's already some that I've been uh, scouting a little bit, watching some uh, some tape on, and uh, I'm see. I I couldn't agree. Huh. I couldn't disagree more. I think it's just like running backs. I I, I don't. I'm not going to have much to say during that episode for wide receivers. I think this is a really deep, fun wide receiver class. So like, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about there. Um, But you know, the tight ends, it's really Bowers and JT Sanders are going to be the only two to talk about. Um, So, you know, I'm excited to talk about the wide receivers. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. But, um, Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Wild, or uh, <clears throat> championship games this weekend. Uh, well, this episode will be coming out on uh, the Monday after the championship games ah. are played. So um, we will be going live uh, at some point. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. At this episode is released. We have already gone live. So if you're watching this now, go check out our live. Uh, we did and talks about the. Uh, um, uh, yeah. the championship uh, games uh, this weekend between the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Lions and the 49ers. So, yeah, that's my bad. I forgot about it's that. It's all good. It's all good. We record this, uh, pre-recorded this. Uh, today is uh, January 25th. And, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that, Shane, I hope you feel better. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on and talking wide receivers. And uh, next week, Monday, we will be talking tight ends. Uh, and then after that, we'll have a, a quick update on on what we'll be doing uh, after the tight ends. So be on the lookouts. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like the video, uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, check us out on all platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, um, Facebook, you name it. We're there at Fantasy Roadshow. Yeah. Uh, make sure you go check out Rule One Proteins. They're the best supplement company in the planet. Uh, go check them out. And uh, other than that, Quick teaser, I have Dalton Kincaid, tight end one. Let's go. Oh, of course you do. Of course. Buckle up, everybody.